three wise men here uh, that were here with me on Christmas Day and that's an inside joke to the three wise men and uh, they're, they're smiling, they're laughing they understand so please join me as we begin our worship and we sing the doxology which is found in your hymnal number 549 number 713. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they came together, and one of them, a teacher of the law, tried to trap him with a question. Teacher, he asked, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus answered, 
You must love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important commandment. The second most important commandment is like it. You must love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law of Moses and the teachings of the prophets depend on these two commandments. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 278, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. Hymn number 278, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. we take inventory of our lives, we take pause to think about our lives in terms of what we have accomplished thus far, the things that we want to accomplish in the future. But God, as we come before you with the needs and requests that we have in our lives, we put that aside and just come to you this morning just as we are in this present moment of time that you have graciously given each and every one of us. And we do not take that time for granted. And we praise you and we give thanks to you that we can have this time to worship you here in this chapel. And we do not take it for granted. And God, as we come before you with the needs and requests that we have, 
We do not take for granted the love that you show to each and every one of us, the love that you show to our family members and friends, the love that you show to the patients throughout this medical center, the staff that is working here today, the family that will be visiting. And Lord, in that love, we offer the prayers that we have in our lives, the intentions that sometimes just say more in terms of what we need in our lives, more than what the words can say. And Lord, we come before you with our prayers and with our intentions, the great things, the small things, because God, you care about it all, because that's how your great love is for all. And we praise you for that. And God, we would ask that as we go forward into this new year, that we would recognize and appreciate every moment of time that you give us in our lives. And Lord, we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me this morning. Our next hymn is number 382, Be Still My Soul.
And for me, this was a new hymn that I had learned earlier in the year, in fact, in February. And I've kind of taken it and adapted it, and it's kind of my mantra, if you will. Sometimes we find a favorite song in our lives that means something to us very deeply. And I have found that this hymn was given to me this year through a variety of circumstances. And I just share that with you this morning as we look to this New Year's Eve day and we begin the new year that's ahead. Our scripture reading this morning is Psalm 119, beginning with verse 1. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. They do no wrong, but follow his ways. You have laid down precepts that are to be fully obeyed. Oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees, that I would not be put to shame when I consider all your commands. I will praise you with an upright heart as I learn your righteous laws. I will obey your decrees. Do not utterly forsake me. Amen. Let us pray. God, we are so thankful that you have given us this wonderful opportunity to worship you. And Lord, we are continuing to do that through our own individual lives and collectively as one body of believers in your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, I just ask that you would help me continue that act of worship, that the things that would be said would just glorify you and help us to understand our relationship with you and with each other better and better each day. Help me now, I pray, in Christ's name. Amen. Now, if you remember on Christmas Day, we talked about the whole idea of what joy represented. And the word joy means journeying outside yourself. In fact, if you walked by the, the grass here this morning, you saw what word that the landscapers had put into the grass. You saw the word joy. Now, I had nothing to do with that. It's purely coincidence. But I want to share with you as we remind ourselves on Christmas Day, as we talked about it on on that day, what joy means, journeying outside yourself. And, of course, the opposite of that was journeying inside yourself. And I think we decided, as the three wise men were here on that Christmas Day, that the best way for us to live our lives would be to journey outside of yourself instead of journeying inside yourself. And I think the rest of you would agree with that as well. The way for us to live is to journey outside yourself. And so how do we do that? How do we find the ability and the strength and the power for us to journey outside of ourselves in our daily lives? Our call to worship that we read this morning reminds us of what is important to God and to always seek God above all things, to love God with all that is within us. And then also the second most important thing is for us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. So if we truly want to journey outside yourself in that sense, 
we need to do those two things. Because I think they reflect the journey and the track and the whole idea of where God wants us to be every day. Because we know what journeying inside yourself represents. I think all of us could testify to the fact that when we journey inside yourself, it is not a good place. It might appear for a short season that it is a good place to be, but over time we find ourselves that when we journey inside yourself, that that's not how we should live our lives. We only get into trouble. And that would be my testimony to you, that any time I journeyed inside yourself or in myself, that I found myself only getting myself into trouble. And it did appear for a short season that life was good, everything was going my way, I was on the top of the world, but then I found myself as I journeyed more and more inside myself that that's not where I should be living. And I think all of us want to be on that daily track in terms of getting the most out of life, but not only just that, but to truly understand what our walk with God is in life, what it means to truly have joy. And we discussed, once again, the difference between joy and happiness is happiness is based on your circumstances, and joy is not. You can be joyful this morning, regardless of what your circumstances might be, regardless of what your troubles might be, regardless of what pain you might be experiencing, whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, whether it's spiritual, you can still have the joy of God in your life. And the way that you obtain that joy is to always be, to be seeking God, always wanting to love God with everything that is within us. And it's not easy to do because we always want to journey back into ourselves. And so we always have to remember what true joy is to journey outside instead of journeying inside. And when we do that, we can keep the commandments that God has given us. Because we understand that as we walk with God, it is because of His grace that He has given us through His Son, Jesus Christ, that we can walk in those commandments. Because it is not anything that we have done. We have not earned the privilege or the right to be one with God. God has given us that privilege. He's allowed us to take ownership of that privilege. And he gives us that opportunity of our own will, of our own conscious decision-making power to stay in that privilege or not to stay in that privilege. And that choice is yours. That choice is mine. And God always wants us to make the right choice because he always wants us to live the best that we can possibly live, to have the most possible joy that we can have regardless of the circumstances. And so if we want to be on track, we just need to remind ourselves in terms of when we began with God, when we accepted Christ as our personal Savior, how do we stay there? 
Because all of us, if you have not already gotten off track, you will get off track. I have gotten off track. And I work at with God's help. I struggle with staying on track because it's very easy for me to get off track. And perhaps you struggle with the same thing. Perhaps it is easy for you to get off track. You know, I know that I am always looking for the shiny object, right? You know what that is about? The low-hanging fruit. The easy way to get through a circumstance. But many times, the shiny object, the low-hanging fruit, the easy way to get through something, takes us off track. Takes us off the path that God wants us to be on. And so when we find that track that God wants us to be on, we want to be on that track. In fact, upstairs on the the sixth floor here in the medical center, they had two little trains, and they had two little tracks that went in a circle. One track was green, the train was green, one track was red, and the other train was red. And so they were up there, and believe it or not, they were up there playing with the trains on the track. And they were trying to get the... Now, they're exactly the same, right? They appear to be exactly the same. So they were working on the track, and they couldn't get it to go around and make a complete circle. They would wind it up, they would set it on the track, and for some reason it would not go around the track. So I was up there one day, and they were trying to decide what to do, and I said, well, have you tried putting the green train on the green track? And have you tried putting the red track on, excuse me, the red train on the red track to see if it works better that way? So I wound them up. I put the green train on the green track. I put the red, tra- red train on the red track, and guess what happened? It worked the way that it was supposed to. They went completely around on the, on the track, and they kept going and going and going. And they went, wow. You're pretty smart. Like, no, I'm just not colorblind. I can see the green needs to be on the green and the red needs to be on the red. And I think a lot of times we think that two things look similar and we may not see the right color and we're trying to figure out how this goes this way and this goes that way and this seems to work but this does not seem to work. And so we need to match our lives with what we believe in. We need to put the green train on the green track, and we need to put the red train on the red track. In other words, God, as we journey through life to stay on the right track, He wants us to be together. He wants to be congruent with Him. He wants the colors to match. He wants to be, have us properly coordinated with Him. Now, I don't know if you have anybody dress you in the morning, but sometimes when I put the wrong kind of shirt on with the wrong kind of pants, there's a woman in my house that reminds me, those two don't go together, honey. You need to get a little bit more coordinated in terms of your colors. And in the same way, 
Spiritually, God reminds us that sometimes we try to dress ourselves when we think it's the right thing to do, and the Spirit of God reminds us through the conscience that He has given in our lives that those things don't match. They don't go together. They need to be properly coordinated. I would like to say to you that sometimes in my life things appear to be random, but I don't really think that's the case. As we talked about earlier with the whole idea of joy, the word joy being put on the lawn there, I don't think that was randomness. I think it was a reminder to me that I need to remind myself and I need to remind all of you for us to journey outside yourself when we are walking with God. I know the three men, wise men, when they saw it this morning, they were reminded of what we talked about on Christmas Day. For them to journey outside themselves, yourself, for us to truly live the way that God wants us to live. Because God always wants us to be on track. That is our purpose. That is our reason for being. And when we are on track, when we are truly journeying outside yourself the way that God wants us to, and we are obeying the law of the Lord, we are obeying the commandments, reminding the first one and then the second one that's, that is as, well, I would say not as important, but the second one is up there in the top two. That's how God wants us to live. Because if we don't live that way, if we truly do not make the attempt to love God with everything that is within us, if we truly don't make the attempt to love our neighbors as ourselves, and then what happens? We don't really go on the track that God wants us to do. In fact, many times we fall off that track, or we just can't seem to have the energy to make it around the track on a daily basis. Because when we are following the things of God... We don't get tired. We don't get depressed. We don't drift away from the things of God. And when we have difficulties and challenges, when we have trouble on the track, you know, many times that we look at those things and we say, God, how can I overcome those things? But we already have the answer. God has already given me and you that answer. But yet in life, we seem to have many sorrows. We seem to have difficulties. We seem to have pain. We see suffering in our lives. And if we don't have any suffering that's in our own personal life today, we don't have to look very far to see the suffering of others. But God says, don't let those circumstances take away from you being on the track that you need to be on. Because many times when we do that, we understand that as we walk with God, that as we are on that track, even though we see the suffering around us, God reminds us of the joy that he wants us to have. And we have that ability to stay on track, not because of something that we have done, but it is the power of God working in our lives as we are obeying the things that God has asked us to obey. And God does not ask us to obey those things out of a personal, selfish obedience that He has. He wants us to have that selfish obedience for Him 
because it is the best way for us to live. It is the best way for us to find our purpose every day. And as we are walking with God, as we are trying to do our best to follow the precepts and the decrees of God, we do find ourselves getting off that track. Whether it's through the circumstances in our lives, the way things that we see in terms of the suffering, or just our own behavior in terms of who we are. And we all get off track on our behavior. And quite simply, as we walk with God and as we look at the commandments of God, and we look at the first two most important commandments that God has given us, for us to obey those two, we just have to say, no, I am not going to do that today. I'm going to be the person that God wants me to be, not who I want to be. And I think that is one of the differences between journeying outside yourself versus journeying inside yourself. When we say yes to God and no to ourselves. Because then we see the way that God truly wants us to live. And then we find ourselves enjoying the track that we are on. If you are not enjoying the track that you are on, this morning. If I am not enjoying the track that I am on this morning, then God is saying, hey, perhaps you need to consider something different. Perhaps you are that green train on that red track, and you need to be on the track that God has intended you for you to be on. Because God wants us to go in our lives. God wants us to go forward in our lives. God wants us to discover new things about the creation that God has made for all of us in the universe. The relationships that God wants us to have. He wants us to discover those things. He wants us to be challenged in a positive way so that we can walk with the Lord, delighting in Him in all things discovering the things that God wants us to experience in our lives to give us that maturity that we need to have so we can enjoy the moment in time that God has given us like he has given us this morning. So God's intent for each and every one of us, God's will for each and every one of us is for us to be on track with him in all things. And as we look forward to this year, as we look backward to the past, and as we look to the present that we are in right now, every moment of time, God wants us always to be on track with him because that's the way that we should live. Amen. Please take a few moments and prepare your hearts as we partake of communion together as one body of believers in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that you have reminded us how important it is for us to be on track with you. 
And God, I know that I have been that green train on that red track trying to make it work, trying to make it happen, and no matter what I did, I just couldn't get it to go correctly. And Lord, I just want to say thank you that you've made the effort in my life and in the life of everyone here to be on the right track. That the presence of your Holy Spirit through family members and friends, through circumstances that you've placed in our lives, your intention all along has been for us to be on the right track. And I praise you for that. And Lord, I would ask you and those that are praying in the same way to forgive me and to forgive us when we have not been on the track, when we have opposed your will in our lives and we wanted to do things our own way. And Lord, we are so thankful that you forgive us of our sins, of our pride, of our arrogance, and you give us the opportunity again and again to be on the right track. We praise you for that. In Christ's name, amen. from the Lord what I also pass on to you the Lord Jesus and the night he was betrayed took bread 
And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake together. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Our closing hymn this morning is number 414, Softly and Tenderly. Wow. 
wants us to come home because he wants us to be on the right track. Let us pray. God, we are so thankful that you've given us this wonderful time to be with you in worship. Thank you, God, for the love that you've given each and every one of us because you want us to be on track in all things. And God, I'd ask that you would help us to do that because we can't do it in our own strength. We can't do it in our own power. We can only look to you and understand the ways that you want us to follow and make our efforts to join yours in spirit and in truth. Help us, God. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for coming.